As we've been talking about the art of the faith and uh, living in faith, it is certainly a, a good, right, meet and salutary conversation to have uh, within this season. As we examine our lives, examine everything about ourselves, examine what it is we bring to the table, which is not very much at all, and what it is that God brings to the table, which is everything that he has to save us, everything he's given so that we may know actual life, that we may know actual forgiveness. And something about looking at our faith and looking at the gifts that we've been given really lets us see clearly one of the truths about who we are as a people and about the struggles that we have that's been consistent for all of eternity, it seems like, at least since the fall, which is this, that we can use the best gifts in the worst ways. We excel at using the best gifts in the worst ways. Certainly we remember the times when we were kids, when we were given gifts and that's what we looked forward to and getting that gift and and playing with that toy or whatever it was that came to us until we were absolutely bored with it. And so then maybe by Christmas afternoon we were done with whatever we had just received. Maybe as an adult, we've gotten a little bit better at that, but certainly after you get that new car, sooner or later it wears off. Right after we get that sweater, uh, at least what happens in our household, the stain happens later that day. We are used to taking our gifts and using them in the absolute worst way. We know the truth that the world does uh, seem to progress towards better as there's advancement in things that that today we're able to speak more freely than people of our past. We know that uh, the gifts that we have today has enabled us to live longer than any generations of modern history that have come before us. But yet it doesn't take long for us to misuse the gifts of science. It doesn't take long for us to misuse the gifts of technology. As church workers, we we knew that going into our ministry that we would probably not live near our family. But because of the wonders of technology, my daughter is able to speak to her uh, grandparents who live more than halfway across the country. So that when she sees them, she knows their voices, she knows what they look like, she recognizes them. This is a good thing. This is a gift that I would not take back. But yet we also know that as technology has come into the world, there are many ways that we've abused it. That though those connections can be made across long distances, that it has not actually solved the problems of loneliness. That actually now, since they've been recording and studying depression and studying loneliness, that those rates are higher than they've ever been before. This comes through that, the, the phrase that Robert Putnam once said, that, that people are actually staying at home to watch friends instead of making friends. That this technology enabled us to be at home a little bit more, to rest with family, but what has actually happened is abusing it to the point where it's cut us off from other relationships. And to get back to that computer screen and how it is able to connect others, we also see that through that, 
new epidemics have entered into our world. The now at an alarming rate, addiction, especially addiction to pornography, has entered into the homes where it had never been before. Creating a ripple effect into our society that, that the church, scientists, doctors don't know how to fix. Technology starts out as something good but a get, and a gift to us, but how quickly we turn to misuse it. And that in itself, that pornography is also an example of the way that our bodies, a gift from God has been misused and abused. Not just for those that are viewing it, but those whose images are being taken advantage of. Think about food in itself. Just this past week, there was a conversation here within our neighborhood talking about food, and food is something that, that is an amazing gift to us, very much an amazing gift to us. <clears throat> but how quickly we can change it and turn it to where food becomes something that we use just to comfort ourselves, something that we try to find more meaning in, Sometimes taking food and placing so much emotion into it that when we eat something, we can think of a person even. Not necessarily bad in itself, but it can easily become an idol. And we know that problems in our society, there is a problem of food becoming an idol, something that we rely upon in such a way that it takes over lives. Either in pushing it out or bringing too much of it in. We are very good at taking the best gifts and misusing them. And we, as people who have been engaged, in, in fact, people who have been saved by Jesus, given faith, we are able to see the ways in our own lives that we have taken gifts and misused them and brought them to us and turned them into God, something that we try to find answers in, something that we try to use to bring comfort to our hearts when we are in trouble. And so the question is really there in our lives. What is it that we have taken and that we take and misuse in such a way? What is it that is holding uh, that bond in your life right now. For some of us, it may be a job, a job that has been a gift to us, but quickly it, it becomes a thing that we depend on in such a way that it creates fear in our lives. Fear of it overtaking our families, fear of it overtaking our lives, when it should hold no such power. Maybe for some of us it is, it is a relationship that becomes the our all and in all in such a way that we find no reason to go to God unless that person is our God. What is it? What is it that's a gift in your life that you have turned into using in such a bad way? Remember the definition that's given to us in Hebrews 
Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. That faith gives us the eyes and gives us the view to see the truth in this world and the way it is made and what it actually is. And use that view and those eyes, use that faith to look into your own life and see what it is that we misuse. What it is that holds such sway and bondage in our lives. thing about living in faith is as we use that to examine and to look into our lives, we also see how it is that we've even been given that faith. How it is that we're able to even use this view, use these eyes to see that. We know that this world that has been created is a world that has also been invaded by the very Creator. That this faith of ours has been granted and given to us by a God who, who seeing the way in which we can use and misuse the gifts that we have, saw fit to actually enter into the world to break the bondage of those gifts, to break the bondage of those idols and set us free from them. To set us free from the fear that they cause, to set us free from the worship of those things. So that we can actually come to a God and come to gifts that bring life and not death. That bring love and not fear. To come to a God who has actually purposefully entered into this world and entered into the danger that we most often fall into accidentally. A God who has come in the person of Jesus Christ to lay down His life, to put to death those sins, to put to death that idolatry, to put to death the faith that we've placed in all these gifts and bring us to life in a real, true faith. C.S. Lewis in his book, Miracles describes this very act of what, what it is God has done to set us free from these, uh, these idolatrous gifts that hold sway in our life. He, he describes it as, as a pearl diver. And Jesus is someone who's like a pearl diver who, who standing at the top knows what is down there and what needs to be gotten. And so strips himself down bare and dives into the water. At first it may be clear and cold, but as he goes down deeper and deeper, he goes down into the darkness where there is slime and there is grime. And as he goes down into the darkness, everything loses its color, loses its taste and its flavor. And reaching down into the muck and into the slime and into the grime, pulls out what he sees to be the most precious and beautiful thing. And goes back up to the top. To the point to where his lungs are nearly burst. 
suffering pain for this gift that's down at the bottom. And as he comes up, he comes up into the light. That which was colorless at the bottom now has color. That which was stuck in the muck and the slime and the grime can be wiped off and seen as something beautiful. That this is what our God has done to release us from the muck of those prior faiths. To wipe off the dirt and the grime of those things that we turn to to seek comfort. That food, those images, those jobs, those people that we place in such high position. He does this to set us free. To bring us life. So in this way, the Lord has actually given us the best gift. The best gift that suffered in what we consider to be the worst way for the very best reason. Our God has given us the best gift to suffer for us in the worst way for what He considered to be the best reason. You. You. Setting you free from that muck. Setting you free from that mud and that grime. The best gift for what he considered the best reason. So in this new gift, we actually find the opposite of what we find in all those other gifts we chase after. That in this gift of Jesus Christ, we actually have someone that we can turn to. When we have our troubles, we have someone that we can go to who actually said to us, Come to me, all you who are weary. That is the gift that we have received that we can turn to. That we have in Jesus Christ someone that when we are worn out and we are going along in our broken ways can come to Him and to hear the words, Go, your faith has restored you. In Jesus we have the gift where we are in our struggles with our bodies and the gifts that we have received. Go to Him, bearing this weight, hand it to Him and hear, Go and sin no more. That in this gift of Jesus, we hear the direct way. We hear from the one who gives life. We hear of an actual future that is not the death of those prior faiths, of those gifts that we put our hopes in. But we hear of the resurrection. We hear of our future. We hear the promise that comes out of Revelations. Behold, I am making all things new including those pearls I brought up from the bottom, including you who I brought up from the bottom. This is living in the faith that we have. Not relying on the crutches of these other gifts, not abusing these things that have come to us, but going to the best gift that actually brings us hope, brings us life, brings us love. Who speaks to you of the newness of your life through this faith. Who speaks to you the forgiveness that comes to you in this faith. 
who speaks of the life that brings all newness to that which is dead, cleanliness to that which was stuck in the muck and the grime. For the reason of you, he has come. Amen? Amen. Amen.